Hello, happy hump day, everyone. God is good, okay? So, um, there has been, for me personally, um, this month has started off really, really nicely for me. I'm getting breakthrough, um, on top of breakthrough, I have been getting, you know, transformation, um, through my healing. So we're off to a great start. And then my birthday's coming up. It is literally next Wednesday. So I'm thinking about like my cake and everything and like what I want to do. And so I'm so just, I'm very just grateful at the place that I'm at right now. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about is something that is a kind of a sensitive issue. Well, no, it is a sensitive issue, but hopefully it get, helps you get um, you personally to get to a better place. Okay, we're going to talk about um, unforgiveness, and we're going to talk about how it kills. It just kills. Period. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump right into it. Excuse me, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I decrease as you increase. You speak through me, Father God, edify every word that comes out of my mouth, Lord God. Um, and, and make sure, God, that it touches the hearts of many, Father God. Make sure it heals my listeners, Father God. Excuse me. And make sure that, Lord God, that they're pushed to forgive, Father God. Help them to um, see, Father God, that forgiveness is for them. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is for them, not for the other person, but for them. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, what is forgiveness, right? Forgiveness is when you release a debt or an offense, um, overlook an offense, or, yeah, or over, overlook a debt, right? So, for instance, how we have like, well, I hate that I even have this, but in the name of Jesus, it will be eradicated. But um, anyway, I have student loan debt. Um, and if the government for some reason decides to, and people are really fighting for this still, to uh, because of the pandemic, to have like at least a portion of our student loan debt forgiven, um, that means that I wouldn't have to pay, like let's say. Um, let's say $10,000, they say like, okay, $10,000 of your student loan debt is forgiven. Then that means I don't have to pay it. Hallelujah. That hit me. Hallelujah. That means I don't have to pay it. That means I don't need to handle it. The debt is already covered. It's forgiven. It's eradicated. It's gone. The $10,000 is handled. I just have the remaining, uh, whatever's left, (laughs) you know, the remaining balance or whatever. So that's forgiveness. Okay. I mean, that was, that was it financially. Um, other than that, I mean, how in the Bible it says like God forgives our sins, meaning that we won't have to pay the consequences of our sins, of our actions. Thank you, Jesus. Because y'all, we, we all deserve hell. We we were all born in sin, shaping into iniquity. We all sinned and fallen short, fallen short of the glory of God. In Ephesians, it says we were children of wrath. Like we are 
flesh, like we're born in enmity to God. So we like our nature is so, you know, honestly, naturally demonic because of sin. But because of Jesus, he's the he's the appropriation. These words, he is the appropriation to uh, or of our sins. So we Jesus paid it all. He legit did pay it all so that we have a chance when we eventually die. We go to heaven and be with God and be with our Lord and Savior. Okay, so that's uh, the forgiveness of our sins. We don't have to pay and we don't have to die on no cross. We don't have to be crucified. He did that. Okay. So we, we don't have to pay any, we don't have to pay any consequences. He for God forgives us. Okay. Which is why it's so important when the Bible stresses, when it comes to forgiveness, that you forgive others so that God can forgive you because it's very hypocritical. If let's say your brother or sister offends you, um, insults you or does something against you and you didn't forgive, you couldn't let it that goal you should I'm, I'm i'm not saying that you shouldn't address it i i truly because the bible says that if you have a fault that's matthew 18 if you have a fault with your brother go to your brother confront it right but at the same time like eventually you need to let that go for you and so that god can forgive you because that's very hypocritical otherwise okay and it's prideful unforgiveness is prideful it's a manifestation of pride okay this victim mentality in this generation, um, and it's not to say like, you know, being a victim is like, because it's a sensitive, that's a sensitive matter. Like, you know, you were like, let's say, you know, women who are victims of rape or, you know, uh, or children of molestation or, you know, um, people are hate victims of hate crimes, you know, that's legit. Right. But if you get so caught up in your narcissism with thinking that, Oh, because I'm the victim, I'm right about the situation. Everybody else is wrong, especially the offender or whoever or the perpetrator or whoever, the predator, whoever did this to me, you know, like I'm completely right. They're wrong. No, that's not always the case. Yes, they did that against you and that was wrong, but there could be some things in that situation that you were wrong about as well. It just depends on whatever the you know, circumstance was, um, but yeah. So, but other than that, unforgiveness is a fruit of pride because it's like, you know, you get puffed up and you like, you know, you did this to me and you did that to me. And why did you hurt me like this? And then, and then when you start to, how I say, you start to harp on it and you start to dwell on that and it's like, you know, they don't, they don't deserve my forgiveness or they don't deserve my forgiveness. They don't deserve my empathy, my compassion, you know, and how people say, how people always say, you know, I'll never forgive such and such. I'll never forgive this person for this. It's prideful. Okay. And I hate to say that because I know it's, 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 it's tight, but it's right. Okay. I know that hurts some of you listening, but at the same time, you got to understand the devil is the ruler of this world. And until people come to Christ and see the error of the error of their ways and humble themselves and get saved, which is sometimes how God handles the situation. When vengeance, when God says vengeance is mine, he has it where 
that person will get on their knees and repent before God. Okay, and that's a good thing. So that they can learn how to crucify their flesh and they don't hurt anybody else the way they've hurt you. Don't you want that? Because if you don't, you're in pride and you need to repent. <laughs> so, honest to God, like all over the flesh dwells no good thing. Okay? And the things in this world is ran by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Okay, so if you're constantly are just harping and dwelling on I mean first of all you're you're in the past you're not even moving forward you're just stuck in the past because of the hurt and the pain of the memory or memories and I you're emotionally and mentally not moving forward um I forgot what it's called but there's like a I guess like a psychological age or whatever like you have your biological age like let's say a man is 34 right but he was molested at 12 okay he is how he actually acts like mentally and emotionally he is still 12 years old so you are as old as your uh recent trauma or your latest trauma or something like that so that's how psych just high style quote quick real quickly how psychological or psychology works um when it comes to pain and trauma and stuff like that right and if you don't heal, if you don't, if like that man doesn't heal the molester, then he's going to emotionally be stuck at 12, mentally be stuck at 12. And he's 34. He's a grown man. Right. So and then and then that's part that's partially how grown little boys come about, you know, and I, I, I really, you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk about this topic gently because it is an issue of like, you know, that, that we need to talk about, especially in the body of Christ. Cause you know, we think we've handled forgiveness and it, and it comes in layers, man. You think you've forgiven somebody. You think you've moved on. You're like, yeah, I did, that's the past, blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm over it. And then just, it it just take one thing, boy. I don't know. It just take one thing someone else did to you or one thing that something comes up in your life that triggers you to where God shows you, hey, boo-boo, you didn't forgive all the way. Okay. You started to forgive, but it's still in layers, right? So, and I can relate to that when forgiving my father who passed away last year um he was just he was very dysfunctional because he was unhealthy like you want to talk about someone who was psychologically stuck that was him um and he just now he was a man of god he was a man of prayer but and i don't know why at the same time though he didn't just seek healing you know it just like and well i could say this partially because he was a narcissist he was a narcissist. So, um, and I, and I don't say that like, cause I, I feel like that word is really getting thrown around too loosely, too lightly. No, a narcissist is when someone is so like the world revolves around them that that's their mindset for real, for real. Um, they're right. Everybody's wrong. They can't humble themselves and say, Oh, I'm wrong. Or, Oh, you're right. Or, Oh, I need to do this better. Or, oh, I need to, I see the error of my ways. That will never come out of their mouth. More than likely. 
Okay. And with my father, impressively, <laughs> he was, he did apologize to me for some things that he did to me in the past, but what he, who he really needed to apologize to was my mother. But, you know, they were, you know, at each other's throats so much that, you know, that never happened. So, but, um, he was, but he was still in some ways, like he was changing in some ways, but in most ways he was still stuck in the past. He was still stuck on himself. Like narcissists are so like about their, they, they're about their opinion and their opinion only. Like they just, they want things their way or the highway. Like it's just like, there's just no negotiating with them. And then, and then they are so puffed up and they exalt themselves in their mind. Um, and, and it's just, it's so like, you can't talk to them for real because it's just like, you know, they don't want it. It's like, they don't want to ever listen to you. They just listen to what they want to say and what they have to just, they, they just want to run everything. It's all about them. (laughs) It's all about them. It is all about them. So yeah, narcissism one-on-one, but, Ooh, okay. Holy spirit. But when you, when you have unforgiveness, that's one of the ways that you can be led to narcissism. I felt led to say that. Let me say it one more time. Unforgiveness is one of the ways that you can be led to narcissism. Because you're, you're so stuck in that mentality. Like they did, they did this to me. They hurt me. They, you know, it was me. They did that to me. They did this against me. Blah, 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 blah. And me hurt me, offended me against me. And then, and, and then you, you rehearsed this. Okay, I know what I'm talking about because I did this with my father. I rehearsed the offenses. I legit, I didn't know how demonic it was. But I remember I was just sitting in my car and I was like, why do I, why do I um, not forgive him? Okay, yeah, it's because he did this. It's because he did that. It's because he did this because he did that. And when you, that, when you harp on that, like you're not living. First of all, you're not even in, you're not in the present. You're still stuck at, you know, like four, five, six years old, 10 years old, 12 years old. Like you have to progress and move forward. Okay. Cause here's, here's the thing because, and I'm not, I did not expect to talk like this. I expected to just go to my notes and just, you know, give y'all scriptures for them and move on. But God clearly wants me to break this down. Like when you in life. You can either be progressing or regressing. There's, there's just no, there's no other way about it. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Either you're going to move forward or you're going to move backwards. And if you stay stagnant long enough, you will move backwards. Okay. Um, with my father, I saw how he was stuck in the past and continuing to just regress and move backward. And I was moving forward. Excuse my dog. He's just, he's excited. So I was seeing how he was continuing to regress instead of progress. And that's what. That is what, um, that's what made me have to eventually cut ties with him because, and yes, I prayed about it. And yes, it was definitely. Of God, because, you know, as much as I love my father, 
Um, I that that was a very great move for me, so that I can cut anything off that was holding me back from moving forward in my life. And he was sadly one of those things, you know, because he was still stuck in his ways. A lot. He was still stuck in a lot of his ways. So, yeah. Um, but let me go to my notes here. Okay. So unforgiveness kills your future. So how does it kill your future? Obviously through the lack of peace and joy. Uh, we're going to go to Luke 7, chapter 7, verse 47. I'm reading all of these in the NLT version. Luke chapter 7, verses 47. This is when uh, we have the woman with the alabaster box and Jesus um, uh, sitting with some people that he know. <laughs> but nonetheless, like um, she comes, she, you know, breaks the alabaster box and just, you know, pours a perfume over him um, and then, you know, washes feet with her hair. Um, or has anointed her feet with perfume. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, she anoints her head, his head and her feet, his feet with her perfume that she had. Okay. And he says, um, that's, so that's the context. So Luke seven forty seven says, I tell you her sins and they are many have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. So and, and perfect love casts out fear. And if you don't have fear, then, you know, because it says fear has to do with torment. So if perfect love casts out fear, then that means it has casted out the torment. So you have peace. Right. But if you if you still have unforgiveness in your heart, that means that you don't have much love in your heart. And then that also means you don't have much peace. OK. And I would say, well, God, all right, that, that makes sense. So how does this relate to joy? Well, Joy isn't a result of the freedom and the healing that you feel and the love that's been increased in your heart. God's love in your heart uh, that's been increased from forgiveness, right? Um, so then the joy, the unspeakable joy is a result of that. But you don't have that. You're bitter. When you, you Listen, we see it. We see it in people. When you have unforgiveness, you are bitter, period. You have to humble yourself and, and just see, you have to see people from God's point of view. And from God's point of view, we are all in the same boat. <laughs> okay, so. Back to my notes. Okay, your future relationships. Yeah, so let's, I love the scripture that I found in Proverbs. So let's go to that. It says love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. So if you do not go to, all right, God, we may as well just go there. Okay, if another, I'm reading from uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. 
If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won the person back. So, um, and I'm not going to go into the rest of that scripture, but nonetheless, because it says like, what happens if you don't listen, right? But you need to go to that person and confront whatever issue that you have to correct it, right? So if you keep harping on it and you keep dwelling on it, guess what? Now you're breaking up your own friendship. You're breaking up your own marriage. You are breaking up your own connection that God has probably blessed you with in terms of giving you other blessings in the future, but you're jacking it up through dwelling on the grudge. Yeah, ouch. So, <laughs> and then, oh yeah, First John. I gotta go to First John chapter 4. Verse 20 to 21. Okay, if someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. The Bible said it, not me. Say it again. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. And I mentioned uh, uh, earlier that um, perfect love casts out fear. That's in the earlier verses above those two. So I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to let y'all let y'all marinate on that for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Then your future opportunities. So, unforgiveness kills your future opportunities. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Okay, so um, there is another one. Let me see, another translation. Ooh, I love that, TPT. The Passion Translation says, hatred keeps old quarrels alive, but love draws a veil over every insult and finds a, and finds a way to make sin disappear. Wow, that's beautiful. So future opportunities. So if you are late, let's say that person offended you from last week, but you are harping on it a month from now. Uh, and then it turns into a year from now and then it turns two years from now you have not, like it now it's come to the point where you can even like let's say you're moving on from to a different relationship or you're going to a different church you and you are so afraid of people hurting you the way that that last relationship hurt you or the way the last church hurt you it's just you're going to st- be stuck in a cycle and you will never your soul won't prosper. The Bible says, man, you prosper as your soul prospers. So your soul won't ever prosper if you can't move forward. You just stuck. It's, it's killing your future. It's killing future opportunities to make new friends. To forgive relationships, to make new friends. To make new connections. To meet new people. And lastly, oh yeah, business partnerships. Because I was like, God, why... Do you want me to talk about business partnerships in particular? Like, why isn't it? That's just with relationships, right? But God was bringing up, like, how, 
let's say in an inst uh in a particular instance, um you and a business partnership like or you and a business partner, um that business partner made a bad deal or that business partner did um wrote a bad contract and then you holding unforgiveness because let's say y'all lose a lot of money and that sucks but let's say you hold unforgiveness towards them god will have it away uh to where he will humble you and put you in that same situation to see if you won't fall for that same deal or that same contract that was bad right and so it's very hypocritical to just hold unforgiveness and strife and grudges towards people when you would possibly do the exact same thing that they did okay so that's galatians chapter six oh no no no, no. let's go back to the nlt i'm gonna go to galatians chapter six verse one and it says dear brothers and sisters if another believer is overcome by sin you who are godly should gently and humble, humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful to not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Okay, so it says gently and humbly. Okay, um, and I know it says another believer, but this is just period, you know, because you don't know who's a believer and who's not. Um, who really loves God, who, cause there's plenty of people who say that they love God and they believe God and they love Jesus. They ain't so in love with Jesus, but they don't do Christ like things. Okay. So, <laughs> and the opposite is true. So yeah, you don't know, right? Um, I don't know why I felt led to say that, but you don't know. Okay. And then also God was saying, uh, with this particular part in my notes, like if you are now, having unforgiveness towards a business partner of yours, now you're going to feel led by the devil to withhold money or withhold like certain contracts or like certain deals to make with your business partner. Now, I don't know that much about business, so this is all God <laughs> talking, okay? Um, and But yeah, but when you become stingy, that's also a fruit of pride. Like unforgiveness is a fruit of pride. And then when you have, so pride comes then unforgiveness and then unforgiveness maybe in terms of this business contract business deal you know in the business par business partnership hypothetical situation you know you're gonna feel convinced by satan to withhold certain things from your business partner because now you don't trust them right now and now you just like because you don't trust them but in a demonic way it's now it's one thing to like okay i don't think this person can handle it but it's a quite another when you're just like oh no this this person did this to made me lose all such and such and such a money. They're a horrible partner. I'll never work with them again. Uh, I'll you know uh, I'll see about maybe doing this with them, but that, and that's it, you know. And if you decide to eradicate the partnership, you that also could make them lose out on many blessings from God, you know, through you. And you're go you're going to have to repent for that. You will be held accountable for that. God, God, listen, God don't play, man. He do not play with his, he chastises whom he loves. He will correct you. Okay. So, um, Proverbs 28, 22. Let's talk about, we're talking about stinginess a little bit. And then we're going to wrap it up. Greedy people. 
I like this. Greedy people try to get rich quick, but don't realize they're headed for poverty. Um, that's not necessarily. Let me go back to my highlights. It's not necessarily the one I wanted to read, the translation I wanted to read. Okay, let's just do ESV. A stingy man hastens after wealth and does not know that poverty will come upon him. Okay, so that's being stingy just means like you're just holding stuff. You're holding your money back. You're not giving. You're not being generous Um, because pride is when it comes to money. Stinginess is pride. Generosity is humble. Okay, Uh, and then now let's go to... Proverbs eleven twenty-four. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Okay, now that's your judgment. If you are being stingy with that business partner that you are holding unforgiveness against, then you're going to just suffer one. You're going to want more money. You're going to want more contracts. You're going to want more deals. Okay. But you can't get them because you're a holding. Like it's pride. It's pride. God does not play with pride. I have seen way many, too many verses. I've seen way more verses about pride than like any other sin. Like then more than homosexuality, uh, more than, more than uh um um i guess a like murder um more than gossip like i've heard like it's all bad but like god does not play around with pride i tell you right now i always say if god had a, a, a allergy if he had an allergic reaction to anything it would be to pride because god mm-mm. god hates that he will he will sneeze it out he will vomit that thing out so quick uh-uh, he will, no, he will correct you with a quickness, okay? Um, and that's why it says, if you don't forgive, God can't forgive you because he forgave you of your sins. So whatever sin that person did against you, come on now, pass the forgiveness along. You need to forgive them too, okay? So that's it. That's all I have for you today. Um. May forgiveness heal you because it's not for them. It is for you to be healed, to be set free and move on to the future. Okay. It is not cute to be bitter. Please, for all, by God, for, or for God's sakes, do not be bitter. Do not be making you like, that's one way to make yourself miserable. That's what people don't understand. You know, when people say, oh, I'll never forgive this person. I'll never forgive them. I'll never forgive her. It's just what you're saying to yourself then. And what you're saying spiritually is I will always be held back by this one situation, by this one circumstance. And while yeah, it was hurtful and yeah, it was painful. Yes, it was horrible. You're saying to yourself, I will always be stuck in this part of my life, you know, forever. And I will never move forward. That's what you're saying. That you're saying, you're also saying, I will always be prideful in this way 
and bitter in this way. That's what people don't understand. Words have power, man. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so if you're just constantly saying stuff like that you and you don't know how people don't know how powerful their words are, that stuff is going to manifest. It's going to manifest. And now it's, it, it, manifestation can be good or bad. Okay. So you met you talking about I'll never forgive such and such. That's going to manifest in a bad way. Whether you are going through cycles of the same type of person with a different face doing the same type of thing to you. And until you address it, you know, that's just going to be that cycle for you. Until you address what the issue was, what the problem was. Why do you have so much resentment? Why do you have so much anger? Why do you have so much hatred towards that person? And until you get that healed. You won't move forward. The cycle is just going to be a cycle. You're just going to be on a hamster wheel. Okay. So I really hope that these wise words from God and the word of God really helps you to forgive for you. For you. Yes, you're releasing the debt or the offense or the insult from that person that they that they did to you, but it is for you to heal. It's for your heart to heal. It's for your soul to be renewed. It's for your soul to prosper, right? You shall prosper. May you prosper as your soul prospers, right? That's our mind, will, and emotions. That's our soul. So your soul needs to prosper before you can actually see the manifestation of prosperity. You know what I'm saying? Um... So that's all. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please repeat this prayer after me. Lord God, I repent. I believe in the son you sent. He died on the cross just for me. To heaven I'll go. To heaven I'll be. And with that, you are saved. Yes. Um. Please read the word of God, ask God what church he wants you to go to, ask him to show you what church he wants you to go to and fall in love with Jesus Christ. Uh, if you want to sow into me personally, my cash app is dollar sign uh, S-I-D-N-I capital G. Again, it's dollar sign S-I-D-N-I capital G. Um, you can donate uh, for you can donate to the Anchor podcast platform for a dollar five dollars or ten dollars at anchor.fm slash sidni-pp again that's anchor.fm slash sidni-pp again you can donate monthly for a dollar five dollars or ten dollars and we're only on facebook at cindy's prophetic podcast um mondays wednesdays fridays at 8 p.m is when i upload so i will see you god willing on friday um, I won't be recording on my birthday unless I feel led by God to. Other than that, I don't plan to record. Uh, <laughs> plan to enjoy myself on my birthday. Amen. Um, and yeah, so I will see you later. Bye.